year was good everybody utx jg the don along with leader of the flock we are back for enlightened sounds episode 26 and we appreciate everyone for continuing to listen to us and support us on whatever your favorite platform is including spotify apple google play and of course anchor flock how you doing today man i'm good man i'm good i'm glad i'm at home yes 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 me too me too it's uh, always nice being back at home and having time to do this hair podcast because it's been a while it's been a while it's been a couple of weeks and uh we got some music Whew. oh boy we got some music definitely uh so let's get into it man without further ado let's get into the notable new releases for probably like the last couple of weeks uh so i think this was the end of july we had e40 this man continues to come out with projects there's so many i I, i'm gonna be honest i didn't listen to this one uh but he did come out with practice makes paper uh why is that it's it's not because i'm i'm west coast biased it's just because i didn't have time and, and i wasn't particularly interested at the point uh, so I know AB Smooth probably laughing his ass off. Oh my God, he, he ain't the West Coast. See, see. But no, there wasn't. There was a reason. I might go back and listen to it, but it just wasn't wasn't something that I prioritized at the time, and then I just let it pass me by. Uh, Cometazine, one of the Double XL freshmen this year, came out with Bosky 3.5. This is another mixtape. Fun fact about Bo- uh, Cometazine that I did not know. He's from St. Louis, and I was like, this is not the type of sound that I was expecting from this person because a lot of people called him a, 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 a Tentacion knockoff and uh, said that he doesn't have his own sound, but he... He actually did enough to get on the double XL freshman list, so it's whatever. Um, and I had to find it. I was like, oh, interesting. Uh, but he came out with another mixtape. Uh, he had Rich Brian, a.k.a. Rich Chigga, uh, whatever you want to call him. He's still making music. Uh, he brought out the Sailor. Uh, YBN Corday. Now, this was an interesting one. This is a man who got the stamp from Dr. Dre, but I didn't hear any Dr. Dre beats on this one. And, and again, I forgot to like look at the production to see, like, all that he did but he came out with the lost boy this man can rap but just my general take on the album um i didn't really like the production i feel like he could have used a little bit better production on this one but um but the boy could definitely rap he can definitely rap uh chance the rapper which we are going to talk about a little bit later and go into further detail came out with the big day which he claims is his first album I do not know how you get away with calling this your first debut album after all the projects that you came out with, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um, but again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. BJ the Chicago Kid came out with 1123. I'll listen to that one. Pretty decent album. Rich the Kid came out with another collaboration mixtape with uh, with uh, Dexter, famous Dex. Um, it's called Rich Forever 4. Uh, and Lil Dirt came out with Love Songs for the Streets 2. And then Drake, this man Drake, he brought back all of his Lucy's that he brought out from over the years. It's probably been at least a, a good 10 years. And he put it on this one project called Care Package. Um, the reason why he did this was because a lot of these Lucy's were not available on your favorite streaming uh, platform. So he decided to uh, go ahead and, and package this. And a lot of people were excited about it. I don't know about the people who were like, uh, who were acting like this was something new and, and just, you know, big upping it more than it should have been for some old songs. But it's whatever. It charted again, which I knew it was going to do. And, and that's with all of these other projects coming out. So that's pretty impressive. 
Um, and then over this past week, you had Ugly Guy came out with Bumps and Bruises, and I listened to that. He's officially a meme. Like I, I try to give him another chance, but he's a meme rapper. It's, it just it it didn't do anything for me. Uh, Boss came out with a I think it was three or four songs um, project called Spilled Milk One, and this contained some of his Lucy's, which I'm not 100 certain, but I believe this is probably some of the tracks that like could have been on um, Revenge of the Dreamers Three um, that did didn't make it so he decided to drop this uh you had blue face another double xl freshman this year came out with dirtbag you had trippy red came out with exclamation point yes that is the name of the album uh you had dame dollar i, I gotta get him around to mm. listen to this one too dame dollar aka damian lillard came out with another project called big dollar and finally rick ross with port of miami two, very very highly anticipated album and we will talk about that one as well a little bit more in detail um so that's it man as you can see a lot of music has dropped the everybody wait for the summer and here we go every time you look around three or four artists are dropping projects they don't care who's battling with them they're just dropping their stuff so you got a lot of music to listen to for the summer so go ahead and get to it i know that's a lot y'all probably haven't heard of a lot of it but uh, whenever i get the chance i decide to listen to some projects whether i you know know i'm gonna like it or not so uh there you go man all the new releases well, let me add, let me ask something jay mm-hmm. you, you you say like you don't care who they don't care like who's battling they just dropping stuff you yeah. remember back in the day when people was worried about dropping stuff when somebody else dropped something? They pushed their yes. release days back. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember. It's, it's funny that that don't happen anymore. It's like not really worried because yeah, no one's really worried about the competition out here like that anymore. At first it was unless, like a matter of Unless respect. it's like a Drake or somebody like that. Yeah. You know gonna get most of the sales and shit. Every now and then, yeah, they'll do it. But like but, even people don't even really care about Drake no more either. And Drake don't care about nobody. <laughs> you see what he's right. doing? This man, this man throwing Lucy's on a mixtape and, and still charting. That's just that's just crazy. But yeah, I I remember that like like the back of my hand. They used to do that a lot because they were like, yo, I I don't want no smoke with whoever right. dropping <laughs> whoever's dropping this week. Yeah, I I totally remember that. But yeah, this it's not really a thing anymore. At least like with the younger people, they don't really care. Mm-hmm. Some of the older people still have that, you know, that general respect or or they just, you know, they're like, yo, you can have this week, I'll I'll drop it, you know, some other time. But couple like a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's not so much a thing anymore. Not so much a thing anymore. Uh but yeah. Uh, moving on to the music news, it's uh, it's kind of short. Um, not really too many things that were super interesting happened um, the last couple weeks. Um, but let's go ahead and start off with uh, Jeezy, and this came uh, recently. He's coming out with his new album on August 23rd. This is uh, Thug Motivation 104. TM104. He's still going. So uh, this is going to be anticipated for me. I love Jeezy. Um, and his Thug Motivation albums were, um, for more or less, like all of them were, were really good, especially the first one, uh, one-on-one. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to this one. We will see what GG got up his sleeve because the man been making other moves as well, like we mentioned before, um, with the cell phones. And he brought some merch out for TM104 as well. Um, I don't know if he's going to make it widely available, but it's definitely either out right now or it's going to be out. Uh, I'll be doing a little modeling and getting people hyped for TM104. So be expecting that again August 23rd um and again this is this was one that i don't know if you've been really paying attention to twitter or joe budden especially but uh yeah some of these lists man uh been some random people coming up with random top 100 rappers or top 50 rappers and top 50 r&b lists 
and they've been causing quite a stir in the community and again i don't know exactly like who was the first one who started this whole thing uh, but it was like somebody who wasn't really known they just put it on twitter and one of the main things that got everybody riled up was the fact that they put joe budden at number three everybody was like what in the entire fuck is going on it was Why mission is... accomplished bro yeah they got people people talking. were talking about it and here we are talking about it yeah yeah absolutely so i definitely wanted to bring this up because it was it was pretty ridiculous you had everybody from joe budden and everybody on the joe budden podcast to ebro coming up with their own list and everybody was sending up their critiquing why do you have this person right there why do you not have this person on your list i couldn't even imagine to be honest like i would have to really really think like it's hard even coming up with my top three rappers like of all time because they could switch depending on you know what type of day i don't have those set in stone so to come up with 50 50 rappers and then like um i was listening to joe bunny podcast and they were talking about like you know what is the criteria for these lists because are we talking about like actual rapping skill or are we talking about when, when it comes album, to it it catalog. should be it should be lyric, your lyrical ability not how many records you sold and all that other bullshit that don't mean nothing yeah because i mean it's a lot of motherfuckers that sell a lot of records mc hammer sold a lot of records you're not gonna put them in your top 50 though right nah nah exactly I, I probably so wouldn't. that's gonna be the first thing somebody said but he sold all these records. that don't mean shit to me I mean, but then I, I mean, I, not not overall like album sold or, or record sold, but I I think that a catalog, a strong catalog, would be a factor. Um, because to if me, that's the case. If that's the case, then you are gonna put LL Cool J in your top three, because he's been doing this shit since like '85. I mean, he this just is, stopped making albums like three, four years ago. This is true. This is true. But again, you could debate, and and again, this is all subjective. Everything is subjective, and that's the crazy thing because people were like getting super upset about this, and that's what caused them to make their own list. But in Elon Cool J's case, you could argue like you know what did all of his albums actually like have that same that same impact going through it and yes he made a lot of albums but one could say like did all of those albums hit like time after time after time some people could argue that other people had a, a better catalog but again this is all you know hearsay this is all subjective um but yeah that little cool j definitely has been in the game for a long ass time and, and consistently came out with albums um but you can argue like what was his impact by the time like he dropped his last album was he really relevant um compared to what he was you know back in the day but again it's so many factors that's that's really my point so many factors to these lists that nobody truly knows uh but fly you obviously say you know it should be based on your rapping talent yeah i would say i would say lyrical ability and impact you know what I'm saying? Why you were you a trendsetter, or did you just sound like everybody else? Mm-hmm. I mean, my thing is, I mean, sometimes timing is is key as well. If you came out during a time, like when I always make this argument that Lil Wayne came into his own during the dark days of hip hop, which was circa what 2005 through 2010, that's when he was the hottest alive. Mm-hmm. So people give him that give him that push, not because not because you know he was that great. But because he came out, that's like playing in a, in a in a dead ball era in baseball. If you came out and you was playing in an era in baseball, like like Babe Ruth did, Babe Ruth was out here hitting home runs, more home runs than entire teams were. So for that for that instance, they're gonna say, "Yo, he's the best ever to play baseball." So it's gonna say, "Okay, now you got this guy that comes out, you know what I mean? Because he playing out here. What's the what's the measuring stick? Who's the measuring stick? Hurricane Chris." 
I mean, because at that time, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, who was I? Hurricane Chris, you know, uh, wipe me down. Yeah. Me? Rich boy. I mean, so it wasn't the, hard. To, yeah, it wasn't you hard had 50 to be good, Cent. Man. You basically had 50 Cent Ti, who was like brand new at the time, and then you had like Lil Wayne. Those was like the top three rappers in like 2005. Yeah, I can't because Jay Z had retired at this time. Right. And then so decided to come back later, that, but yeah. And Nas was Nas was dealing with you know what I'm saying personal shit, so he wasn't really he wasn't really rapping like that right then. So that's that's all I'm saying. It's like it, sometimes the timing is perfect too. Like I would no, I, agree. I would definitely I would definitely say timing like when you came out. Where you I mean because you can't compare like when we t- try to do this LeBron and Jordan shit. It's like they played in two completely different eras. You put Jordan in this in this era. Jordan would kill this league because you can't touch him. You can't touch him. So you can't touch him. You can't stop him. LeBron would do his, his thing in Jordan's era. He's just a big, strong dude. So it's like, you, I mean, you can't really, it's like apples and oranges. I, I feel like lyrical ability to me is, 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 is the number one thing because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Yeah. If you're just going out there saying one fish, two fish, red fish, or blue fish over a hot ass beat. Yeah, it's a hot ass beat, but you still ain't talking about shit. You're still speaking fucking gibberish. You know what I mean? So that's just my take on it. I feel like more more than one thing comes into play. True. I mean, I'm not I'm not mad at you because like if we did do a list based off of like lyric ability, like period, I would put Royce in my top five. I think that people want to see us do that. Hmm. We ain't gotta go fifty. We ain't gotta go that deep. Stir the pot, but yeah, I don't care. That's what we do. I mean, we do. We don't stir the pot. But I, I say we do. I say we do top twenty. I, I say we do twenty. I just got done saying that, man. It'll take a long time for me because I, I honestly we got time know, between man. now and the next one. We can do that one. All right. Well, let us know. Tweet us if y'all want us to do it. How about that? And now I'm telling y'all, in our streams, we we gonna see if y'all want us to do a top <laughs> a top twenty list. We'll do twenty, okay? And we're gonna base it off of lyrical ability before anybody says anything else. We're going off of straight lyrical ability, okay? We're not basing any other factors, just lyrical ability. I mean, it could be your per- your personal preference too, because what you may think is is lyrical ability, you know what I mean? And some people may make better songs than others too. No, I'm not you basing. So- I'm not basing off of that. No, we're gonna we're gonna go straight lyrical ability, just to just lyrical? to make sure that we're on the same page here. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that because I don't want to base it off anything else. Because like I said, once you do that, then it gets way too complicated. Because again, I don't feel like Royce has the biggest catalog, but he's one of the best rappers like of all time, in my opinion. I feel like he can he can wrap circles around anybody, and he does this for yep. fun, and he knows that he's the best. So that's why yep. that's why I put him in such high regard. So I would if I base it off of that, then like I said, I'll, I'll have him in my top five easily. So let's let's just do that. Let's just do that. But we'll ask y'all again. We'll ask y'all if y'all want us to see us make a top twenty lyrical rappers list, and we'll go from there. Uh, but the, on the other side, like I said, I mentioned the top fifty R and B list. And they had Drake in the top five, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, come on, man. Y'all had Drake and Rihanna up there. Now, they did say in the past 30 years, but still, don't. Why would you put Drake in there? That man is pop. They ain't um, even in the past 30 years. And, Not and, even in the past 20. And then y'all still talking about R&B, bro. No, Drake cannot. Sing. Drake still can't sing to me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just say it right here. Drake cannot sing to me. I think he has some melodic ability, but are we talking about actually using your vocal cords? Yeah, he ain't and, got no and, range. Nah, bro. Yeah, you don't have that range, bro. Like, the audacity 
to put that man in the top five in the last 30 years. Hell no, bro. <laughs> like, come on, man. Y'all being ridiculous. People were complaining about yes. Mariah Carey. I was like, dog, the 90s, come on, man. Like, the 90s are included in those last 30 years. So, I know a lot of people criticize Mariah Carey, but y'all really upset that y'all put her up there? Okay. like Who's touching Mariah as far as singing? Like, come on, man. Like I said. Seriously, I, like, who's touching Mariah? Mariah was, she had the best vocal range at that time, bro. Like, yes. it, it was it was very, very difficult to, like, to really and catch her. I still put her up against ability. a lot of these females. I put her up against SZA. No, nah, no, nah, yeah. Yeah, I, I would too. SZA can't sing. I'm but, just going to say it like that. She can't sing. But again, like, a lot of people, again, they're talking about Mariah because of, you know, her recent performances. But if we talking about back oh, in the yeah. 90s, then yeah. I mean, we ain't talking about drunk Mariah. <laughs> Singing at the New Year's Eve, that that don't count. We ain't talking. We ain't talking about you know, you know. But you get Mariah in the studio. Yeah, we get you get Mariah in the studio. She's gonna get it. She's gonna get it in. Yeah, exactly. So, so like again, people were wilding with both. (laughs) You just can't have an open bar around her. That's all. Oh man, but yeah, like these these lists were ridiculous. So again, let us know. We'll do the top twenty lyrical rappers list, and and we'll get that going for the next podcast if y'all want to see us do that. Okay, uh, but again, don't get upset at these lists. I wasn't upset. I just looked at it and I was like, all right, word, like why? Why did y'all put so many okay. people? Well, I looked and I and... seen, I seen, um, I forgot who the fuck I seen. I remember tweeting this shit too. I seen, uh, what the fuck was that? It was somebody ahead of somebody i see somebody ahead of uh like most deaf or something I, I don't know who it was i can't remember off the top of my head but i remember saying i like as soon as i seen this person ahead of this person i tuned out and that was pretty much i no, i see matter of fact i seen twister ahead of 3000 and black thought and black thought was behind drake i was like Man, i'm yeah. tuning out bro yeah, if no, you don't see? stop see, if y'all no. don't stop twister now i'm from chicago and I'm never, but I'm never gonna put Twister ahead of three thousand ever, ever. Mm-hmm. I'm only gonna put about four people in front of three thousand. Be honest with you. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like again, like you just gotta just look at that list and just shake your head and move on. Yeah, because it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. So, so like I say, everybody had a different type of criticism for everybody's list. And again, it's all subjective, but we'll uh, we'll come together and and we'll we'll get it together for y'all. We'll we'll be a cohesive unit on this one, okay? Uh, but again, don't don't get upset at any of these lists. You know, it may get upset at us some, at times, but you know, this, this is our opinions at the end of the day. It's all opinions. Uh, but let's move on, man. Let's move on to a person who has been mightily quiet, but this man been making a lot of moves. I can't really clown this man. Like I used to back in the day for doing some ridiculous stuff on these reality TV shows. But this man, Ray J, is making some big moves once again. So he just invested in his own cannabis company and became a chief strategic media officer for a company called Fandana. And this is going to be a $1 million deal with crowdfunding. So this man's about to get into the cannabis game. He's been, he's really had his uh, his foot in a lot of different ventures. So I'm not mad at this dude for like continuing to just expand out of, you know, the reality stuff, out of the music stuff and like actually get all these deals done. Cause like I said, low key, like Ray J, one of the richest dudes out here and really nobody be paying attention because of his past and what he's done then um, and all this reality stuff that he's been in. But 
Uh, but shout out to Ray J, man. Like, I wish I could, you know, be an entrepreneur like that one day. We got we to gotta work on some stuff. We definitely got to work on some deals. But uh, how you feel about Ray J continuing to make moves and, and finally getting in the cannabis game? Because I know that's, that's very, it. very lucrative. I love it. Why not? Why not? Like, people, why? I mean, people like the clown people and shit like that. My thing is, if if this person can do it, if that person can do it, you know what I'm saying? If if Seth Rogen can get into some shit or, uh, and do shit like that or, or whatever, why can't Ray J? You know what I mean, like mm-hmm. they if they can do it, why can't why can't people people like us do it? I mean, it's like we we clown Ray J a lot, and a lot of times it's it's self inflicted. You know what I mean? I, don't get me wrong, he he does it to himself sometimes, but for every blunder he does. I mean, he he can come b- bounce back and do some, you know, some shit like that, man. I'm about anybody making their bread, yo, being self-made. I mean, everybody else capitalizing off of it. Yeah. Why not him? Exactly. So shout out to Ray J. Shout out to black people making these moves. Um, and also along with this deal, um, he's going to go on a TV tour. It's going to be with Immature, Jay Holiday, Day 26, and B5. Immature. Yeah, Immature. I haven't heard them if ever. Yo. <laughs> they, they breaking these groups out the woodwork, bro. <laughs> so it's actually very, very interesting. So we'll see. I used to man. fuck with Immature as a kid, though. No, I did too. I did too. I did too for a little bit. So there you go, man. Shout out to Ray J making some more moves. And yeah, this man, this man gonna be dumb rich with all the ventures that he's into. And finally, some more positive news. Shout out to Griselda. Uh Westside Gun and Benny the Butcher just signed to Rock Nation. Now this is shortly after Maxo Cream signed to Rock Nation. Um the only thing that we are not sure of because like I mentioned, I think I mentioned on the previous podcast, um that Griselda, which is Con uh Westside Gun, Conway, and Benny the Butcher uh right now, they are with Shady. So we're not absolutely sure if this is just a management deal or a distribution deal. Um, they didn't really go over the details, but they did put it in the Instagram post. Uh, we saw Westside Gun and Benny the Butcher standing next to Jay Z and saying that they making some moves. And, you know, they're just some Buffalo kids trying to make it work, and and they doing their thing, man. Like this grassroots independent movement is is very very dope for them. Um, like I said, like I wasn't really following them as much. The first time I heard Westside Gun was actually on a Royce track. Um, um, and I thought that it was a girl at first. I didn't even go lie. He has like such a, mistake me. Yeah, he has such an interesting voice. Like I don't understand it. Like and then when you hear more interviews, he sounds completely adorable. So like yeah. it's very, very weird, but like that movement is crazy. Like they definitely got a huge following. Um I and then I just heard Benny the Butcher recently, and that's because uh Joe Budden mentioned it. And I was like, Okay, like I ain't know who they were. Um uh, well he was, but I knew about West Side Gun and Conway. Um, so again, man, shout out to them, man. Like this dude, Jay Z, he working with everybody. He making sure he's snatching up everybody, um, and making this happen for these kids, man. So that's that's super duper dope. Um, that Jay Z ended up, you know, signing all these people to Rock Nation. But again, we don't know the details of their specific deal. Um, we don't know if it's gonna be shady for one side and then um and then Rock Nation for the other. If I had to guess, I would think that this would be a management deal. Um, uh, because I'm gonna be honest, even though I love Shady, I love Eminem that man cannot manage and we've seen this with slaughterhouse uh we see dudes from buffalo right yeah yeah griselda all these dudes are from buffalo new york yep Mm -hmm. so uh, the first time i heard them first time i heard their music i just stumbled along it on spotify one day it was a um it was a like 2017 it was a song called uh machine gun black 
Mm-hmm. They was going on, and I, I didn't even know who they, they, they named. It just it came up as Hall and Nash. I'm like, Hall and Nash? Like, the wrestlers? Yeah, that's what they I'm do. Like, yeah, West Side of Conway. Yeah, that's what they call them. It came themselves. up as Hall and Nash, and when I was listening, to it, and that's why when you said that, like, oh, he sounded like a girl, and I'm like, when I heard that, I'm like, dude, who's this high-pitched nigga? And right. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. And I started listening to him. I'm like, okay, I fucks with this, though. And I heard, uh, matter of fact, Eminem was on the beginning of the song, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, you know, Detroit and Buffalo, you know, it's like long lost cousins or something like that. He said in the beginning of the song, I'm like, all right. I'm like, oh, and I looked up. I'm like, oh, they they were shady. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's crazy. So yeah, he picked them up. But uh, but I don't think Eminem is the best of managers. And again, we, we've seen this with Slaughterhouse. That's why Joe Budden was upset with him. And that's why they're no longer together because it was a lot of stuff going on. But I'm hoping that Jay-Z, if this is a management deal for them, that, you know, he can he can bring them to even higher plateaus. So, again, shout out to them, man. Like, they made it happen. I never even heard about them until, um, until fairly recently. Um, but they definitely got a, a huge cult following and they'll continue to make bigger moves, especially with Jay-Z backing them. So, and shout out to Buffalo. Shout out to the whole Griselda gang. Westside Gun, Conway, and Benny the Butcher. Um, but Conway wasn't in this one. Um, so I guess he's staying with Shady for like everything. Uh, but I, I know they're still going to be able to work together, obviously. So, And uh, that's all of the news, man. All the music news that I got this week. Let's get into these album reviews. Everybody and their mother was talking about this particular person, Chance the Rapper. People have been asking me on my streams, are y'all going to review? chance the rapper or are you gonna review rick ross well the answer is yes we're giving y'all both of them today so let's start off with chance the rapper the big day like i mentioned before chance says that this is his first official album again i do not know how we are saying this because at least you gotta say um that his last project was an album i was like after all all of that rollout for that i can understand acid rap in 10 day not really being an album like those were mixtapes when he first came out okay we got it but we gonna say coloring book was a mixtape all right whatever anyways so for, his, for this being his first official album we have 22 songs total it's a lot of songs but i understand yeah. because chance hasn't come out with music in a while all right, here go the features. A lot of features on this one. We have John Legend, Death Cow for Cutie, Shmino, Main in Tokyo, The Baby, Invoke, Ari Lennox. I don't know why I put Ari Lennox. Sorry, uh, Kiara Sheard, Taylor Bennett, Coco Rosie, Francis and the Lights, Knox Fortune, Megan Thee Stallion, Gucci Mane, Shawn Mendes, Randy Newman. That that's so random. Cowboy, Lil Durk, Nicki Minaj on multiple songs. Uh, SWV. Darius Scott and I don't know why I put Nicki Minaj right because I already said multiple songs. Um, I would say that my favorite songs and and this hurts to say this because I definitely was a huge Chance the Rapper fan. I love that they put As a Rapper Ten Day on Spotify finally so I can get those tracks. But out of all of these songs, twenty two songs total. Hate to say this, people, I only really can deal with Hot Shower. I do not know what this man did. I understand that he is super positive. He loves his wife. He literally started a whole meme though when this when this came out. <laughs> and, and it was so I'm funny. sorry, man. I can't hold it. <laughs> oh, I love oh. my wife. I love my wife. Ah, let's go ride a bike with my wife. Ah. Like ah. that like this stuff is hilarious, man. But uh I mean, even though you know they made fun of chance, that's really what this album was. And again, like it, it hurts for me to say this because that's so positive, right? Like 
this man chance doesn't really have anything to be upset about he he has a wife i believe he has a kid now or is expecting a kid uh don't call me on that i'm not 100 certain but i know he's definitely married and a lot of these songs while they didn't have good production while they didn't have good features on there they all just didn't really resonate with me like i'm just i don't like this chance the rapper here and again it just hurts to for me to say this because i've i've always enjoyed him since he first came out i feel like at this point it's kind of like the eminem effect because when eminem stopped like being on the oh i'ma kill you shit um all this kim stuff you know beefing with all these rappers she started doing you know a lot of these pop hits and that's when i stopped liking him i was like yo these projects are not for me i don't like all this pop stuff i just want you to rap bro and you know at the you know three or four albums that's when eminem finally like you know what like let me try to get back to the roots let me get some different beats like all the beats that i've been making don't really resonate with people let me stop getting all the huge pop acts and let me actually start rapping and and then i liked his last album i actually thought it was pretty decent but with chance man like i feel like he's going through the same thing now with this you know first debut album he's super positive now and he's making all these like it really sound like church hits bro like a lot of this stuff really does sound like church hits and again while the production is good like it just doesn't really resonate with me it's kind of like some some super positive stuff and i just i i don't really like it like i'm not i i and i hate to say like hey man i like all that killing shit i like all that negative stuff we talking about you know fucking bitches and and all your cars and and rolling around and and, and benzes and stuff but like this just isn't the same chance that i once knew and i just i just don't know like it's really really hard for me to just like you know not really shit on the album but just not enjoy it like i did his previous projects and it sucks it sucks but like after all these 22 tracks like i listened to it again i was really trying to find a song that i liked and it just it didn't really hit me none of these tracks hit me besides hot shower and really like chances verse on that one was kind of whack too to be honest like it was just just kind of like yeah you were having fun but like the baby was the one who really killed it at the end and that's really the only reason why I listened to it. Cause Made in Tokyo was kind of, kind of mad as well. But it was really the baby who saved it at the end. He didn't burn man it, but you burn man it in the first verse. So I just I don't get it. But I I didn't like it. I I really hate to say that I did not like this album at all. Acid Rap I think is gonna be one of my favorites. Um, followed by Coloring Book. I really did like Coloring Book when that one came out. And he had a good number of features on there too. Uh, but they just resonated with me way more than the Big Day did. And I wish he just took this back. I wish he took it back or just not even came out with it at all. So uh, for him being a Chicago native, man, how'd you feel after giving this one a listen? Wasn't a fan. I've never been a fan of Chance the Rapper. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I'm just not a fan. Never been a fan. And and, and this al- album or whatever he wants to call it this time, it, it, it's, it's done nothing but it's done nothing but prove why I wasn't a fan of it. It didn't help. It didn't help his cause. That's for sure. Um, like you said, it was 22 songs, and I'm not gonna lie, it felt like a chore listening to it. It felt like every bit of a chore listening to it, and I haven't said that for a while on here. But this one, yeah, this one's a chore. I only like two songs on there, and I think it was what "Do You Remember" and "Handsome," and that was just me saying, "Okay, you gotta like something on here, man." <laughs> so I ain't gonna lie, that was just me telling myself I gotta like something on here. But I don't know, man. Those are the only two songs that I I listen to without saying, "Okay." It's you know it's whatever, so I'm just I just never been a fan. I, like you said, it's it, exactly what you said. I was about to say that too. It, it sounded like it sounded like um 
like I was listening to the the the, the Christian rap channel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what it sounded like. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that, but I mean for those who who are into that, that's fine. But I'm just not. I mean, like some of that shit is cool, but to me, for him to claim this is his first quote unquote album, you did say that, right, Jay? Yes. This is what you want people to say is your first album. I listened to Coloring Book was the only other project of his I really like listened to, and that was much better than this. That was that 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 was much better than this. So I don't know, man. Like I don't know how some of these rappers go and they get you know progressively worse, and then you got other rappers that get progressively better. So this this one here it seemed like this was a drop off i don't know what this was yeah it's for that and i'm gonna give it a i'm not gonna lie i had every intention of giving this shit a one but (laughs) that's how much i dislike this album but i'm telling you this might get the lowest score ever i'm giving this shit a one and a half agreed i'm definitely giving it a one and a half and again it sucks it really it really hits me in the uh in the soul for uh for me to give this one a one and a half but 22 songs man and i really only liked one that that says a lot that says a lot like yeah he he should come out and apologize to all his fans because he know that <laughs> shit wasn't good now imagine being a fan like, i ain't even trying to be funny like real shit imagine being a fan of this dude you know what i mean and you come out with this dud bro like this shit not cool dog like 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 i was never a fan i made that obvious so i didn't come into it with i didn't come into it with hate already like i knew i was gonna not like it like i said i thought coloring book was cool um but i just still wasn't a fan there's nothing that he does that that excites me to you know want to listen to his music nothing that he says that makes me want to listen to his music so i came into it just you know just for the sake of this podcast here like okay i'm gonna check it out and if I like it, cool. Like I, I've said the same thing about other rappers when we had to do what was it like Young Thug and Future, other artists that I'm not fans of. You know, say so I did it with uh, what's the dude, boy name for the Migos? Um, what take off and uh, and Offset? Offset. And I was like, you know what? Offset wasn't that bad. It wasn't that good. But out of the three, I liked his the most. And that's what I said. I'm like, I didn't go into it with like no blind hatred. It's just. I'm not a fan of these artists, fans of these artists, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll still, I'm still going to be, you know what I'm saying? I'm still going to be fair when I, when I, when I listen to them. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I just feel like, I don't know. Like I understand chances in a different space, but I feel like he did some bad experimenting with this one. Like it. All right. If this is the type of music that you feel like making, that's fine. You can do whatever you want, but don't be surprised when like the people don't like it because this is not what anybody was expecting. Oh um, shit. And those skits suck too. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, he he did have some skits on there, and I wasn't really a fan of him either. I, I mean, I did like shout out to Pops though, because um, cause John, uh, JD, it wasn't actually uh, it wasn't actually Pops, but uh, JD was I think he was doing he was mocking his dad because he actually does a very very good impression of his of his father, and he did help Chance with this album, and I had, I had to watch that whole video because he did say he did it. So shout out to JD, but um. Like, like I kind of homie, but I didn't like them. Yeah, skits, I, I kind of laughed at them a little bit, but like they weren't really like they weren't really hitting me. Like they could. It wasn't no. It wasn't no. Me. Let's be real. It wasn't no D Ray impersonating Bernie Mac on Kanye shit. What the fuck was that? Some Kanye. Because people really thought that that was Bernie Mac. Yeah, he did a really good job. Because I did when I first heard it. 
so yeah he did an amazing job but yeah i I mean i have to agree like at this point like when the skits came out i was like man i don't need like any of these songs so am i trying to listen to any skits no like it just made it worse that (laughs) made it worse yeah it it made it it made it worse man and uh man it it sucks like (laughs) this album like you listen to and i'm not ever gonna compare them to that but when i think of a skit coming after a song or something like that like leading to a song or in a song i think of something like say biggie Biggie and Kim us arguing and fussing with each other, calling each other all types of names and shit before the uh I need another bitch or I need another man in my life. Them them songs when they arguing and fussing with each other, it leads into that song or after the song goes off and shit like that. You hear it and you hear what the song is telling me. That shit just seemed like completely random. Mm-hmm. And it just it just didn't fit. It didn't fit at all. So so for people to be like, oh, he's too hard on it. I just want you to listen to those from Life After Death, those couple skits that's on that album, and you'll get what I'm saying. Yeah, because skits, I mean, some people like listen to a lot of albums for the skits too. So, like, those kind of got to be on point as yeah, well. Yeah, them, them old uh, fucking, uh, what, the mad rapper skits and shit like that? From yeah. Bad Boy. Them shits were hilarious. Right. Yeah, so. Shiny Suit Man skit. Nah, I, I agree. Shit. I agree. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for bringing that up because I almost like wanted to, you know, not talk about the skits. But yeah, that's a that's a very good point. Like, the skits were kind of bad too. And they were just out of place. I just didn't want to mm-hmm. hear them at all, like, when I was listening to the music. And yeah. So it was just bad, man. Like this is treat this like an Eminem moment, or like when Snoop tried to be Snoop Lion with nobody dealing with that shit. He can't, <laughs> he can't write back, bro. Like just, yeah, like when nobody messing with that stuff. Like again, I understand you want to do what you want to do, but like you, you can't get upset when people are not messing with it. And like I've heard anybody say, hey, man, I really, really like this album. And I don't know if you saw the tweets that followed that. Um, but he was like, I feel like people want me to kill myself. And I don't know like how serious he was, but Chance did tweet that. And then like at the end of everything, he was talking about, you know, I, I through all of this. I found out one thing that I do love my wife. So he was kind of, you know, playing along with everybody else who was, you know, making fun of him. Um, talking about, yeah, he loves his wife and this was the, I love my wife album and all that stuff. So I don't, again, I don't know how serious he was after, like, cause after he ended with that, I don't know, like if he really did feel like, you know, people did want him to kill them himself. Cause I don't think people did. I think he was just kind of making stuff up or I hope that yeah. he didn't get to that point where he saw that, you know, everybody was shitting on his album and, you know, making fun of him that he felt like he did want to kill himself. Cause then at that point, then we're like, damn, like either you're super sensitive or like you really did take this a little bit, you know, too hard, bro. Cause we were just playing at the end of the day. Like we didn't, we didn't really feel like that, but it kind of did feel like that at the end of the day. It did really kind of feel like the, I love my wife album, bro. Like just, just keep it a buck. So, uh man, just I just need you to come up with with some better stuff, man, and go back to acid. Rap. Was, Don't actually take acid, but I was just waiting but... for, for God's property and and Kirk Franklin to come out and start talking over the shit, but some of them songs. Didn't he have I'm Kirk just... Franklin? I think he actually did have Kirk Franklin on Coloring Book too. <laughs> now that you oh, mentioned it, yeah. I think he actually did have him on there. So that's bad. That's that's pretty funny. So yeah, he he could have easily. Yep, he did. He did have Kirk Franklin. So he could have brought him back. <laughs> <laughs> he, actually did, he actually did have like some actual like church songs on coloring book but like when nobody tripping okay, off of no, it the rest not, of the album was good there's nothing wrong with that bro like sometimes you can take them to church hell dmx does it but, but the way album? he does it yeah but the way he does it 
you into it because it's got his own flavor of it. Like that shit to me was just, that shit he was just doing on his album was just corny to me, bro. Yeah, that man DMX was reading like scriptures. Like he had a whole yeah. text for reading scriptures, bro. And he had people, he had people tattooing that shit on their arms and shit like that. Just because DMX made that shit sound cool. But it's just it's a it's a difference, man. Like when people be like, oh, y'all always comparing artists to but them artists knew how to how to play the crowd. They knew how to get the people to get behind them. Cause the shit was original. I don't know what this shit was. I don't know if he was trying too hard to be different, or or what. I don't know, bro. I just I I was not a fan though. Yeah, it just wasn't executed properly. So there you go, man. Chance. I hope you learn from this. It's probably gonna be another like four or five years before we hear something else from. Shout him. out to Chicago though, bro. Stand up, but bro, you gotta do better, fam. <laughs> right. I don't want right. to hear no drill music, but I need some 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 medium. It's like I either got that shit or I got his shit i don't want to listen to neither one of them damn be honest with you no. from, and, and and this is from my city so imagine how much it pains me to say that Crazy. i don't listen to music from my own city for the most part mm. well it is what it is so there you go man that was our review on chance the rapper the big day we both gave it a 1.5 out of 5 that's bro. crazy and, and we never even discussed this shit before recording it. nope no not at all I just I just asked Flock to listen to it <laughs> and I figured he wasn't gonna like it cause I know if I didn't like it he definitely wouldn't go like it <laughs> <laughs> and uh and yeah so that's that's what we came up with it's a, it's a cohesive unit but let's get to the other side of the spectrum man cause nah I had to tweet about this one I really really enjoyed this one I was anticipating it when it first came out I listened to it like three, four times, like the first day. There's another really, really dope album. And I knew that this person would not disappoint because he never does. I'm talking about Rick Ross, Port of Miami 2. So, so highly anticipated. You even had Ocho Cinco talking about it. And I don't know if he actually had, you know, any saying this, but he was saying that he did. Because uh, I know that boy be down in Miami too. But uh, this neither here nor there. Um, so, Port of Miami 2, we have 15 songs total. Features come from Wale, Gunplay, Summer Walker, Dage Loaf, Swiss Beats, Meek Mill, Nipsey Hussle, Tiana Taylor, Jeezy, YFN Lucci, Ball Greasy, A Boogie, Denzel Curry, and finally Drake. So, from this album, my favorite songs would have to be Act the Fool, which is the very first track. And I know that uh, Joe Budden and were kind of criticizing it because they were like, yo, why'd you make that the first track? Because your intros are usually um, something like really, really special. Um, but I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it because this he is did one something of, different this yeah, time and it worked. Yeah, but this is one of my favorite songs. Um, you know, it came. I hard. get why they said that, though. It's kind of like you're living off the if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Adage. yeah. That's kind of like what they want. This They want to see more of that. But I ain't yeah. mad that he did it. Yeah, it worked. If it didn't work, we we both would have been like, I think he should have went back to how he usually do his intros. But this shit actually works. So I yeah. ain't complaining. About yeah, it. I mess with it. Uh, so I like Act the Fool. I like Turnpike Ike, which was the next track and Big Time. Um, so I'm gonna say this before I get into like the, the positives of it. Um, but this is just something that I did personally, because I knew that I wanted to get like the full experience for Port of Miami too. This man dropped like four tracks from this album before it came out. Act the Fool was one, Turnpike Ike was one, Big Time was one, and Gold Rose is a song with Drake was one. So this man dropped four tracks 
And there was also a leak of Maybach Music 6, which features Lil Wayne on it. Um, and this one had Pusha on it, and we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Because Pusha got taken off of this track because Lil Wayne and Pusha still have some beef. And Rick Ross, he was initially saying that you know he wanted to try to do this to bring everybody together on the gamma south the beef so he wanted to be the middleman he wanted to be the mediator because if you all don't know rick ross I, I think at this point he still doesn't like Birdman. um and this was the whole reason why he kind of you know had beef for him but he still like little wayne obviously but he felt like Birdman was wronging him during that whole situation um and then pushing little wayne you know they've been having beef for a while this is even before drake stepped in and it became really just pushing drake um but he ended up taking Pusha off of it because Pusha was still kind of talking greasy. I ain't even gonna lie when I heard his verse. He was still talking greasy and it wouldn't really be a good look for having Wayne and Pusha on the track at the same time. And they didn't know about it. Um, I understand what he was trying to do, you know, is, and I understand it was, you know, with, with good graces. That's what he wanted to do, but it didn't work. Um, everybody was criticizing it before um, before this album actually came out. And he took Pusha off, left Lil Wayne on. And then afterwards, he said, you know, I was just, I was just trying to, you know, bring them together. I was hoping that this would have brought them together. But yeah. he said that. You don't he, want that to end up to be a situation like that. Um, what was that shit? Uh, that stomp. With T.I. and Luda. Oh, yeah. Stay off the T.I.P. of my dear. Yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't want that. to be up there because they didn't know, you know, they actually didn't actually know that each other was going to be on the song. So right. you don't want it to create nothing more than what it was. I mean, I respect him, though, for trying to yeah. uh, be the peacemaker, though. Right. And then finally, he said that, you know, one day, like in the next couple of years, uh, Pusha, Lil Wayne, Drake, and Kanye will be on a track together. So I don't know, cause I mean they've been on tracks before. I don't think Pusha has with them, but but obviously Kanye, Drake, and Lil Wayne have. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that'll if that'll happen. But this is what Rick Ross envisions will happen in the next couple of years. So we will see if they can all make up and be friends again. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I also think that Rick Ross didn't really want that to be the focus of this album. Um, so that's why he just ultimately just took Pusha off and left Lil Wayne on. Um, so that's what i wanted to really say um i think the only other negative before i get into the positives i wish that meek mill would have been on a faster beat um i understand that you know meek mill's kind of been more like on this on this philosophical stuff talking really about like his struggles and all that and and that does warrant a, a slower beat but we've heard meek mill and rick ross on faster beats before and that's what i really prefer personally so that's just nitpicking um, but I, I would have preferred Meek Mill on a faster beat instead of being on Bogus Charms. Uh, but let's get into the positives. Um, I will say this, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this again. Rick Ross definitely has one of the best ears in the business, and he did it again. These beats were all fire. Um, we had some samples there, like the SWV sample on uh, on Summer Rain. That was fire. Um, definitely enjoyed that a lot. Um, so, like, I think that rick ross is definitely methodical whenever he chooses these beats he's not one of these typical people that's like oh man like that i think this beat will work or, or whatever like i'm gonna just rap on it and you just leave it alone i know this man had like 100 control in every project that he came out with um so that's definitely one of the higher points of uh of rick ross's albums and especially for port of miami too um his features on here were dope it wasn't too many but uh rick ross definitely knows like where to place people um when it comes to the songs and the type of uh the type of vibe that you're trying to get um of course everybody appreciates nipsey hustle um he definitely got him before he passed rp to nipsey on rich nigga lifestyle so i like that a lot 
Um, we brought John Legend back on Maybach Music Six. Um, Cause I, John Legend is, is he's he's always a weird one. Like I know that they've been working a lot, but like John Legend doesn't seem like the type that would be working with Rick Ross. He still does it to me, but they've done plenty of tracks together. So uh, so again, shout out to him bringing uh, John Legend back. Um, and then and then Drake at the end, Drake at the end with Gold Roses, even though again we heard it before the actual well, it was out because I didn't listen to it, but it was out before the album came out. Everybody knew that the uh, the features when Rick Ross was working with Drake, uh, we already saw Drake. Uh, well, we saw Rick Ross featured on Drake's um, song. Um, I forgot what the name was that he put it as a little Lucy, um, but he was on there, and then Drake returned a favor on Gold Roses. So uh, shout out to them and their and their little relationship. Um, they're always dope, and they always come out with good singles as well. Um, and yeah, that's I mean that's that's pretty much it. Like I I just really really liked like the placement of all the songs. I definitely liked the production. The features were all dope. Um, I would say like if anybody kind of bombed it, cause just just because I'm not a fan, I don't like YFN Lucci. I'm gonna just say this right now. Um, but so he was on I Still Pray. I know other people say like he didn't really do bad, but no, nah, I I still can't stand YFN Lucci. Ball Greasy was okay, but YFN Lucci was kind of meh. And then like. Uh, the one thing that surprised me though was a boogie because again i'm not a fan of him either but i did like running the streets like he he didn't burn man it i'll say that he didn't burn man it. i could i could <laughs> deal i could tolerate it i'll say that i could tolerate a boogie on running the streets and then Dave slow she didn't really do anything like that that would piss me off on on white lines um she just did her little hook and that was it she didn't have a uh, a verse or anything so um because i wasn't trying to really hear that i still don't really like Dave loaf either uh, but she was cool on White Lawn. So, like I said, it, like all of these were pretty, were pretty cool, man. I, I, I can't really see like any track that I would just ultimately skip. I think he did it again. Port of Miami Two was highly anticipated, and and he brought it, man. He definitely brought it, and he met my expectations. He met my expectations for sure. So, uh, so what do you think after finally giving this one a listen? Man, this is what I was trying to, what I was trying to uh, allude to earlier. When I said how some people seem to go backwards and other people keep evolving. When I look at Rick Ross from his first project, which is Port of Miami, I wasn't a big fan of his then. I wasn't. I just wasn't a big fan. He had the one song that I, that was okay. I think it was Hustling. And I actually like Push It uh, better. But as he's going on, he's got progressively better. His 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 attention to uh, picking the beats, yo, the production. Like Maybach music, like I think one, I want to say like two, three. That's some of like the best production, man. Like ever, when you listen to, to everything that's arranged in that in in, in those beats. Did Just Blaze do one of those? I I think so. I'm not sure, but Justice League I, does a majority of them. Yeah, yeah, but um, maybe that's what I meant. But um, but yeah, that shit there, bro. Like. That that's some that's some top notch uh production. But then like in every in all his albums, I mean just little songs that I that I listen to in the, some of the first songs I think are like, you know, shit like uh Three Kings and uh you know shit like that and The Devil is a lie and stuff like like the production in some of those songs, bro. And like his whole albums for the most part, top to bottom, production is always great and the songs are always really good now too. So I don't think he really gets the respect like he still should. People, you know, say you get old and you fall off and shit. And it's like, I'm just saying, man, it's a lot of these 40-year-old rappers that's still out doing 
everybody else out here and this is a prime example of it because this album was was top notch to me personally it was a breath of fresh air because we needed it because we it started getting a little 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 down there as far as like the i mean the quality of albums that have been coming out past few months um my favorite songs on there act a fool it came right out the gate i like uh, nobody's favorite i liked a lot of them but i'm just gonna narrow it down nobody's favorite summer rain uh you know you know me i caught that sample mm-hmm. straight out the gate the swv the rain uh on me i mean that's been done before but i like the way they did it on there too but uh and then uh rich niggas of course um ain't much else to say other than what you said i, I always like ross like i said well after um I really started messing with his stuff was probably Teflon Don. Was that the one? Which a lot of people regard like a, as like one of like his best albums ever. Yeah, I think that's probably when I really started like appreciating what he did because it just seemed like he got had gotten progressively better. He took his time to get better, and granted, he came in the game probably already at what he's probably already about almost thirty years old at the time when he came out. So. A lot of people didn't know that he was out with like uh with Trick Daddy now back in the day. But I mean when he came out on his own as Rick Ross, first of all, I didn't like the name because I'm like, come on, bro, you taking another man's name, basically saying you living his life. I didn't like that. But now, you know, I'm I'm over that part. But it's just like I I appreciate the shit, bro. And this this album was no different. It's just like I said, his his attention to detail as far as like picking picking tracks is like amazing. I love it. Uh so I'm gonna give it a four. That's how much I liked it, and I don't give out fours like that out of five. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's how much I liked it though. Oh yeah, I gotta I gotta go with a four on this one too. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, top to bottom, damn near spotless. Damn near spotless. Yeah, that one that one dude on there though, I wasn't a fan. Um, what the fuck was his name? You probably said it too. I can't remember. It was one of them songs. This one dude got on that song. I I didn't like it though. It was probably either Wife and Lucci or a Boogie. A boogie, yeah, yeah. A boogie. I wasn't. No, uh, I still pray. That was a song. Yeah, so that wife had and to be Lucci then. wife and Lucci. And then it was a song right after it because I think and it was like eleven and twelve. Boogie. Yeah, yep. Those two then. Yeah, that yeah. was it then. I, I just had to because I wasn't looking at it. I was just trying to think of what the song was. It was eleven and twelve. I remember. I was like, eh, I don't like these two too much with these guys on here. I said, Er Dizzle Curry. He was he was cool on them. Yeah, but that's that's the only reason why I really listened to it. I was like, all right, I yeah, he, he salvaged it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he salvaged it. But ball greasy, cool. But yeah, uh, like I said, he like was all right. But okay, yeah, okay. it just dodged had to really just think of the, the people that was on the song. So I typed it up, but I didn't. I forgot to put the shit in the notes that I took. True, true. Uh, but there you go, man. Like, cause it, I honestly, it would have been a shame. Like, we already were super saddened by Nipsey, but, um, but Rick Ross also had his his share of uh, health problems, and uh, yeah, yeah, it would have been sad. Like, he did talk about it on a couple tracks, um, even though it's been a couple years ago, to be honest, because he didn't really like go full fledged um, and talk about like what happened. But, um, but he did have his health issues. It would have been a shame, like if he would have lost Rick Ross. Uh, minus what you said, like you know, stealing somebody's identity, because that's kind of whack and, and the whole CO stuff. But, um, but I'll say everything else. Like this man has definitely stood the test of time, and uh, and he's continuously coming out with just hit projects, hit after hit after hit, man. Like just the features that he gets on these things, man, are just just insane, and his production has always really been top notch. So I'm definitely yeah, that's that's one that's that's one thing that's always been my one knock on him. 
all you know, saying on top of everything else, I feel like he has too many features on his on his albums. Mm. I, and I've always said that, I'm like, I want to, and I used to argue with this dude I work with, he's like, man, Ross Cole is dude out right now. I'm like, no, I want to hear him carry a song by himself. I'm like, most of his best songs, he got other uh, have other people on them. And I've said that same thing about Wayne as well. I'm like, I want to hear a Wayne most of the time being featured on other people's song, making other people's song hot. I'm like, I need him to do that for his own. So I, I, that's one thing I would love to see. I, I want to see that, hear that one track from Ross that's just just him because he can do it he just don't I want to hear him just on one song in which just him no features unless you got somebody singing a hook or whatever that's fine but you the only rapper on there killing it that's what I need that's what I need from him we haven't gotten that for a while okay okay fair enough fair enough but that's it, man. That's how we feel about Rick Ross, Supporting Miami too. I would highly recommend you all to give a listen if you have not already. I know a lot of people in my chat said that they have and they enjoyed it. Um, so there you go. We both give Porter Miami 2 a 4. And I will definitely have this one on rotation um, throughout the year. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is 100% for sure. So there you go, man. Those are our Apple reviews. Chance the Rapper and Rick Ross for this week. Um, let's get into the song of the week. My choice comes from one of my favorite producers of all time. I know that he's not for everybody, but ever since the adult swim bumps, I've pretty much been obsessed with this man. This is Flying Lotus, and the song that I chose was Never Catch Me, and this one was featuring Kendrick Lamar. This came off the Your Dead album in 2014. Uh, this was around the time when he was kind of messing around with the Captain Murphy persona and rapping a little bit, um, you know, trying to trying to keep that under wraps. You know, it, it'd be like that sometimes. Some producers just want to hop on track and rap a little bit. Uh, but yeah, he, he kind of did. Not really on this one, but he did uh, on another track from that particular album, You're Dead. Uh, but he definitely, he came out with a whole project too, um, using the Captain Murphy uh, moniker. Uh, but I don't think it's on Spotify. I tried looking for it, but it's not here. I would love to get it though, because it was actually pretty dope um, with the production. But anyways, if you have never heard of this before, um, definitely listen to this. Um, again, it's called Never Catch Me from the Your Dead album in 2014. Uh, Flock, what you got for us this week? Uh, I'm gonna go from, you went 2014, I'm gonna go 1999. I'm gonna go uh, Exhibit, featuring Razzcast and uh, Saphir. Three uh, Car Molly. It was off his, uh, I believe it was 40 Days and 40 Nights album. That's the name of the album. This is, this is a tight track. Razzcast killed it in the beginning. And if you're a fan of Razzcast the way I am, the wordplay in that verse is just incredible. And you're going to keep like replaying it. Because you're going to be like, wait a minute, what did he say? You know what I mean? He got a line on that say, I got 304s and 310 on Section 8 with multiple 187. Like, let me break that down. I got 304s. We're talking in the pager era, right? 304 backwards, upside down is ho. And a page when you look at it in the page, and three one zero that's the area code. You know what I mean? So, mm. so you know, say on section eight, you heard of section eight with multiple one eighty sevens. You get what I'm saying? So, says sport a Maryland Manson T-shirt when I die and go to heaven. Smoke a beady, scrape my lungs, smoke the resin. You know what I mean? He he, that boy killed it. I still know that that, that verse word for word too. So, 
he he says some some crazy shit on them, man. So listen to that. If for nothing else, listen to listen to it for that rascal. Even though Exhibit did his thing on that too. Exhibit definitely did his thing on that too, but um definitely check that out, man. That's yeah. Y'all gotta check that shit out, man. I, I never steer y'all wrong, man, when it comes come to shit like that. Definitely. At least I try not to. <laughs> right, right. I try not to, man. So there you go. Exhibit featuring Razcast and Saphir. Um, three card Molly from 1999, and then my choice yep. once again, Flying Lotus, Never Catch Me from the Year Dead album 2014. Uh, fun fact, um, Exhibit is still making music. He came out with a single like in May. I haven't listened Word? to it, but I heard it on I the, on the sleepers. Know. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Then he came up with something last year too. He came out with a whole project called Serial Killers. Uh, Day I always Day. liked Exhibit though. Yeah, so he's still making music. He's not he not just being that pimp your ride dude. So he's still out here. Because <laughs> that, right. that's literally how everybody knows him now, man. It's crazy. That's you know, I, crazy I, I love though, that man. show though, man. I love that show. That show was so fake and so phony, but it we was, watched. Yeah, it. I know, but it was entertaining. <laughs> it I was mean, crazy. yeah, it, it was it, it was entertaining. It was yeah. like. Come on, son. Right. <laughs> y'all ain't fooling me. Right. Yeah. Y'all just getting these cars, pill though, huh? But uh, but there you go, man. Those are our songs of the week. Go ahead and give them a listen and let us know, man. Tweet us and let us know if you like if you haven't heard any of these tracks before, what you think after listening to them. And we greatly appreciate all of that, all that communication. All right. Uh, let's get into the topic of the week, man. Cause again, niggas been wildin' and this is like fresh off of the ASAP Rocky situation. And a lot of people criticizing that. We talked about that situation. Um, where you know a lot of people feel like ASAP Rocky shouldn't have stepped into it, should have let security handle it. But, you know, he ended up stepping into it and, you know, he did what he did and, and then, you know, he had to he had to deal with it. He had to deal with the consequences, whether, you know, it was right or wrong at the time. Um, but another situation popped up where a uh, future was in another country. I think he was in Spain at the time. Don't quote me if I'm incorrect. Um, but he was walking with his security, and some people walked up on him, asked him for a picture. He was like, "Nah, I just got off the plane, and you know I'm a little jack lag. You know, just just leave me alone, let me be." They started harassing him, calling him all types of racial slurs, and you know security stepped in. Security like, you know, if y'all back up, you know, I'm I'm about to handle y'all because y'all being a little bit too um too hostile right now. And so one of the dudes apparently walked up on security. Security was tall too. He's a big guy. And the dude was a little bit, a little bit shorter. But he walked up on him and you know he he just cold cocked him from the back and knocked him straight out. And a lot of people saying that he had a rock in his hand. I didn't see a rock when I looked at the footage, but it looked like it was something in his hand because the way that he punched him, it didn't look like he would knock him out like that. Like he knocked him out cold. Like he fell straight on his face. And so after that happened, you know, everybody was like, damn, like, why didn't Future step in and try to handle these dudes? Well, I mean, literally the ASAP Rocky situation hand, uh, happened. He hired the security to protect him. What else was he supposed to do? I'm not going to come in there and, you know, risk my life, too, if I just seen my security getting knocked out. So Future kept walking. And again, a lot of people criticized that he ended up walking to his car and, you know, he had gotten his car. But uh, the funny thing about it was, like, he was just sitting there and they were still, like, talking about him um, for whoever was recording. They were like, yo, look at future over there. It's like, he ain't want none of this smoke. Like, just just being just being belligerent and just hostile for no reason. Just because he didn't want to take a picture, you going to knock out the security like that? But I say that to say this. 
I'm gonna ask you, Flack, like, how do you feel about the recent videos, like, just these random civilians, like, trying these entertainers in the streets for clout? Cause, like, I feel like at this point, like, it's, it's, it's getting ridiculous. Like, what would you do if you were in that situation? Like, you hired a security because you know that people are gonna walk up on you and, you know, some of them are gonna be a little hostile. And, like, would you even step into this stuff, like, if, if people were trying you and your security can't handle it, or, or even if they can, but you just feel like you need to just defend yourself as a man? Like, how, how do you feel about all this I think stuff? You, I think you already know the answer to this, Jay. You would. You know me. <laughs> I would defend myself 100% all day, every day. That's just, that's just how I'm wired, bro. Like, I, I, took up, I took up boxing at, like, what, 17? So, and I feel like I started late, but I did, you know what I'm saying? I did it nonetheless. I started boxing at 17 because, you know, I, I knew I was never going to be the biggest dude. You know what I'm saying? I was never the smallest guy, but I was never the biggest dude. So I knew it was a chance, you know, people were going to test me. So I wanted to learn how to defend myself, not to go and just walk up on somebody and just punch them because I can, but to defend myself. And anybody that knows better should know better. You know what I mean, you should always want to be able to defend yourself. So I feel like you, if you put in a situation, are you going to depend on the cops to help you? Hell no. A lot of times they're going to let so much go on and, and then they'll wait for you to respond and, you know what I mean, and react and then they'll come after you. That's just how it works. I mean, we see a situation where we don't know what exactly happened, but then we just see a situation where Future's bodyguard got knocked the fuck out and beat up. Yeah, what I just you know said. what I mean? Yeah, brother. And he was all the way in the cut, you know what I'm saying, just, just watching this shit happen. Yeah. I mean, so... If I'm a bodyguard, I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta make sure the person you who who you guarding ain't ain't known for starting shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like in that situation, every situation is different. But all I say is always be in a position where you're able to defend yourself and not depend on others to defend you. Because that bodyguard can be a pussy. You you ain't never seen him do shit. You just big. A lot of them just big for no reason. And that's the reason why they bodyguard. How many how many five foot nine bodyguards have you ever seen? Yeah, not too many, bro. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You ain't never really seen a five foot nine, 180 pound bodyguard. Most of the bodyguards you see, they like six three and up. Six three and up, 250 pounds. Why? Because most people are intimidated by them. But some people are not intimidated by that. Because there's a lot of big pussies out here. It mm -hmm. is. So, and trust me, I know I done, I done clocked a few of them in my day. So, for real, like, you don't you don't know and sadly you go especially when you go somewhere that ain't your hometown and shit like that because most people like that should be happening you know outside the states because people get excited they want to and then they, they only go see you so many times and some people just want to test you and in that situation that's exactly what happened and i hate to see a man go to jail and shit like that but you know how to say and go i'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six i mean i rather i rather have some people judge me i'd rather deal with a jury didn't, didn't have pallbearers carrying me, you know what I'm saying, putting me in the ground. So I'll take my chances with going to jail for defending myself because eventually it's going to come to light, especially with, in this era where cameras are everywhere and somebody always, you know, recording something. So they're going to see what happened. This man defended himself for the most part. You called me out my name or whatever, but when you start going in that deep racist shit, I'm going to punch in your fucking face too. <laughs> and that's the truth. That's some true shit. I'll tell my for you think I'm playing, try me. Try me. And like I said, I don't never walk around like I'm no tough guy now, but I can I can throw my hands. So I'm not really too worried about the shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I gotta do to defend myself though. Okay. You're not gonna disrespect me or or my family. 
well spoken well spoken yeah i mean it it definitely depends on each situation like i'm not going to go out and provoke stuff especially like walk around security because that's not the thing but like yeah if you've sitting up here like openly disrespecting me let my security try to handle it first but if not like i'm gonna step in and you know i'm gonna try to defend myself as well like it's it's really no point but again like uh overseas man like you said we've seen with the asap rocky situation you know their laws are a little different over there so you know he ends up getting mm -hmm. you know called out for for what ended up happening and future decided not to he was like i'm just gonna keep walking i'm gonna go to where i'm supposed to be to get in my car and and they didn't go over there and try to mess with him afterwards and they were sitting there you know raving about how they knocked the security guard out and then, and then, you know, some other civilians came over and, you know, tried to help him. And actually, he's okay. His face was all bloody and stuff. But he got he got knocked his big ass out, man. And was missing a shoe. Yeah, and he couldn't he couldn't defend uh he couldn't defend his, you know the person who he got paid to to uh to protect. But I mean, but future luckily ended up getting to where he needed to be. So no, it is what it is. But again, it it definitely you know is situational based. Definitely situational based, but you know, if I have to, like, you know, you got to step up and, and defend yourself because who knows, man, what if they would have just came after him immediately after because he wasn't too far from him um, in that clip. He definitely wasn't too far, but they were just like, whatever, like, we're just going to handle security guard. And then once he knocked them out, then they, they just started, you know, going wild over it. And then it is what it is, man. But it sucks, man. Like, I, I just, I don't like the situation. Like, being a celebrity is not all it cracks up to be at the end of the day mm -hmm. like i don't ever want to feel like i need security to go anywhere like that's not the way that i want to live my life <laughs> you ever heard red man when he said that red man was like man i don't you know you see me somewhere and you ain't see a bunch of security guard around he said god is my bodyguard man. like man he said it just like that like yeah. but some people be like man if you go there you go there and simply like but you got to realize a lot of times it's the energy you give off because some people really don't need security some people just get genuine love or they attack they, they attract a different type of crowd mm, like yeah. people that give off that 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 weird that weird nigga energy you know what i'm saying they they attack they attract weird niggas so you're gonna need that around you but people that just you know you know you attract that that yo we low-key we just chill we just like the music you know what i'm saying we fuck with you we appreciate what you do we ain't gonna be all up on you we just like yo we appreciate the music when you come through we gonna support when you have that shit that's number below i say that all the time like when we like when we would go to e3 and shit and we would run into people not saying we even anywhere near fam as famous as those people but you get what i'm saying because that's a straight convention for that that genre that we're in so when we go there we don't have that you know saying that rah-rah crowd you know saying pressing us most of the time nine times out of ten is people that's just genuinely like yo i fucks with y'all you know what i'm saying i'm glad to meet y'all can i get a picture and then it, then they keep it moving right they'll do that because they know we're busy yeah, and they know we they know we up there working at the same time, but you know we make sure we take time to show love. We don't act like we no bigger and no better than nobody. We go in there, we you know we show we reciprocate the love that they give us, and then we keep it pushing. And that's that. Yeah, yeah. Minus these weirdos, and we're not gonna get too far into that. But the people I'm saying the people that we I'm saying the people we bumped into. I right, ain't talking about right. I ain't I ain't talking about the the you know the the weirdos that that had a shrines up on us and the, shit like the, that. The do nothing boys. Yeah, the lonely people do yeah do nothing, boys. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, that, I do agree. I do agree with that as well. Cause not every celebrity, you know, or anybody who has a little bit of clout, they don't need security. And yeah, it is the energy that you give off. I I totally agree with that. Cause I remember, like, I met J Cole in 2014 during the whole um, man, I can't even, I can't even remember his name. Uh, 
with the kid who died when he got shot by the um shot by the cop i don't know why i can't remember his name right now trayvon but, martin no not trayvon because it was it was Sean Bell? no it was in st louis oh oh st louis oh shit i can't remember because i you know my dad lives in st louis and i remember he said how hectic it was out there around that time and i forgot man that's gonna paint what was his that's name? gonna be a pain in my ass uh, and that, you know what's sad that we can't remember because it's so many now and that's what that's what obsessed me mike brown mike brown yeah okay. mike brown so during the mike brown thing uh we were all protesting. that was the i can't breathe no no that, that was new york that was a dude with six i'm saying that's yeah that's, that's right see, right see how bad that is yeah see it's like you you can't even remember them all now so like you know many. it but you don't know the names yeah it's so many too things. many but yeah uh but j cole came down there he like he had no security no nothing he was just walking around um, he was talking to a lot of people in the community, like asking what happened, asking how they feel and stuff. And he's walking around and like we ran into him. You know, I said, what's up? I was like, yo, I appreciate you coming down here. Like, appreciate everything you do. And like J. Cole doesn't give that negative energy. He doesn't get that weird dude energy. He doesn't get that energy like, you know, he's a tough guy and ready to come after everybody. And I'm sure probably, you know, he, you know, you may came up across like a couple of weirdos um during his you know his time of fame but i think that for the most part like people walk upon him with like genuine energy and like it's all positive so like people like that like that again they don't need security he may have security at other times depending on like where he goes but i'm sure j cole doesn't walk around all the time with security just because he doesn't need to like he can walk around and it might be like it might be a couple of people that probably don't even notice him <laughs> i'm pretty sure he probably he probably can't get away with like you know he just wears a hoodie or something and they probably won't even know that it's him like that's that's just the type of person that he is like he just he's just a different type of dude but yeah like other people they may not you know have their luxury you talking about killing and doing all this stuff on your records and people gonna walk up and try you like that's just that's just a way that people are unfortunately because I, I really don't like this. I don't like people doing stuff like this for clout. Like, you need to respect people's privacy. If like, they don't want to take a picture, why are you going to get upset about it? Why are you going to record the stuff? And then you're going to go after either the person who you were upset at or you're going to go after their security if they got it. I think that's some that's some whack shit. That's, that's some super whack mm-hmm. shit. But that's just the way the world is. Everybody wants to clout and everybody wants to record stuff when it's going on. And, and they they want their little 15 seconds of fame. And, and that's just how it is, unfortunately. Clout is a hell of a drug, fam. Oh, uh, yeah. I always say, boy, it's all it's all fun until the rabbit got the gun. No, yeah, because yeah, you get, see it the other way around, like the motherfuckers testing the baby. When we was talking about that shit, like that, like mm-hmm. when that shit backfire and you get your ass done up, like it's it's cool and shit. Like the, the be like, oh yo, I did this to this person. Yeah, now I'm the man. And all that. Then when they when they, when you get your ass beat for fucking with them, then the first thing they do is they run to the cops or worse, the courtroom or some shit like that and trying to sue the person. Or like, even worse, oh, Instagram that person, talking about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and that per- and that person is actually and that person actually minding their fucking business. Now if they started the shit and then you knock their ass out, then by all means, yeah, go ahead handle your business. Then you deserve all the clout that you that you got coming to you. But you just fucking with that person, they trying to shop or you know what I'm saying? They tra- they traveling or they trying to get on a plane or something like that, and you just fucking with them just cuz man stop that shit is corny bro then you get your ass beat i love that i love to see shit like that did you see the dude walking up on young buck and whole foods yeah man like yeah just another just whack nigga situation off that dumb off that dumb shit that 50 cent been trolling about like 50 cent ain't gonna even walk up on that man like that so so why you think you 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 in a position to do so if he had the wrong guy with him and I know Young Buck, you know what I'm saying, tend to run with some killers from 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 you know Memphis, Tennessee. So, 
you know, you better be lucky, man. Like some people don't be realize how lucky they, they are. That shit is corny to me, bro. Let them people live, man. Yeah. Like niggas ain't going to Burger King while you making your whoppers and harassing you. Let that man, let that man, you know what I'm saying? Let that man live his life while he doing what he do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just, that's just a message to y'all, man. Like, don't don't get obsessed with this cloud stuff man don't don't get into that leave these people alone because again i truly believe in karma and you wouldn't want anybody mm-hmm. harassing you every time you walk out just imagine you walk out your doorstep you have somebody running up on you asking for a picture asking for something else and then you like nah bro like i don't, I don't got the time right now i got somewhere to be and then they punch well, you in your you then, yeah, yeah. They, yeah they punch you in your face then what like that you're not gonna want to you're not gonna want that to happen so like don't treat other people like that simple as that treat, treat people how you want to be treated and that's it from that man because I, I, I feel like i can go on a rant about this forever because I, I just hate that shit i really do it's, it's mad corny but uh but anyways man hope you enjoyed that topic uh finally we have the album suggestion section so what you got for us this week uh, i'm gonna go with the girl rhapsody um i'm gonna go for everything it was basically like a mixtape but it's 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 better than it's it's better than chance the rapper's album um (laughs) came out in 2011 um it's a lot of songs on there too i forgot exactly how many but it ain't as many as chances but it's it's probably about 13 joints on there um it's got some nice some nice songs on there man this was before a lot of people even know who she knew who she was um i believe kendrick is on here too song called i want to call rock the bells i think kendrick is on it. it was before people even knew who both of them were but kendrick killed that shit too <laughs> i ain't gonna even lie kendrick got on that one but um yeah y'all y'all need to check that out man for everything i think it's on spotify now too um because they put a lot of her her older shit on there now and you know she got an album coming out next week right i've heard and she dropped a single uh last week mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. And every every song on the album is named after like inspirational women, so a lot of people are gonna be like, "What is this called?" You got the uh, the single was uh was it Ibtihaj mm-hmm. after Ibtihaj Muhammad, the Olympic fencer. So yeah, I make sure y'all check that shit out because I know we go, I know we gonna review that, right, Jay? No, uh, we. I mean, you wouldn't let me not. <laughs> you would let me not do it, so of course we're gonna review it. <laughs> I'm tempted. I'm really, I'm really like interested to see it, how that's how that's gonna be. I got a feeling it's gonna be really good though. Oh, yeah, we definitely gonna listen to it. Absolutely. Cause she got the on that that one single. She got the the genius, the chisel on that joint too. They use that liquid swords beat. So mm, okay. The video got uh Mary J Blige on there. Got a uh, Roxanne Chante in the video, paying homage and shit. I like that. All right. But yeah, man, y'all check out that Rhapsody for everything though. Uh, joint yeah i'm sure y'all will like it man if you if you like hip-hop and you like some different shit she got some joints on that man it's pretty nice then you know she got like crisis and ninth one in the production so you know the production is gonna be tight and she got nine projects or at least on spotify under her belt and then she about to have yeah. 10 next week yeah crazy, it, they bro. put all them shits on there bro crazy since 2010 at least um yeah it was that the return of the b-girl yeah. all the way up to uh all the way up to fucking like layla's wisdom did she actually hoop yeah yeah, she played ball too. Yeah, I always wanted that because I know like a lot of her earlier stuff was inspired by uh by basketball. Cause I know our favorite ball player, I think it's Kobe. Okay, okay. 
All right, well, there you go. We'll definitely be hitting y'all with that Rhapsody on the new album whenever that drops, so we'll give y'all a full review. Uh, but other than that, man, that's all that I have for uh, for this episode of Enlightened Sounds, episode 26. You got any closing words? Let us know. Nah, man, just y'all do y'all thing, man. Uh, keep drinking water, all that good old shit. Listen to good music. Don't let people tell you what's good and what's not. You be the judge for yourself, kind of like what we do. Mm. that's it yep 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 my closing words again appreciate all y'all for giving us a listen i know that y'all were definitely anticipating our reviews or our thoughts on chance of rapping rick ross so there i go can't let y'all down sorry it's a little late um, too bad chance let us down yeah yeah bro he definitely did <laughs> he definitely did let us down man uh but again appreciate all y'all for continuously supporting us I will see y'all for the next episode of Enlightened Sounds. I'll let y'all later. Peace.